0: Hi, Joe.
1: Well, on his way to podcasting fame, he lies. Oh. <laughs> Telling tall tales without any shame, he lies. Harboring hobos who steal underwear, crispity crunchily, <laughs> he doesn't care. Drowning his nights in terrible beer, he lies. Talking mad shit <laughs> on every queer. He lies. What? Bring, bring Bringing his falsehoods to every show. His only wish is to slander Joe. (laughs) And so, he (laughs) lies.
0: Oh, God. That kind of caught me off guard. But real quick, before we explain why you just did that, um, I'm Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over ten years, and each week we call one another and we just catch up. So, explain why did you do that? That was really weird. Threw
1: me off. How is that weird? Mike just put up a podcast episode—the first episode Mike puts up about me—and it's uh, about some bizarro thing that I did like over ten years ago, where we would do par- we would go back and forth with parodies of Maya Angelou and her poem "I Rise." I I suppose if you want to hear more about this, you can just listen to Mike's podcast, What Some Would Call Lies, where there's a whole story about it.
0: Yeah, it's episode 66. Yes. Yeah, so that was fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it'll make no sense to someone who hasn't heard the episode. But since I figure the only people who listen to the show are your listeners anyway. That's uh, not true. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well,
0: I mean, there's people that found us through iTunes because of the, the... featured episode stuff so oh. i'm sure there's people that have never heard of what some will call eyes, but it is available at what if you've never heard of it
1: well there you go i'm gonna tell you something mike and i just chatted earlier about when we were gonna do the show and in the meanwhile i had a i had lunch you know i've been doing this vegan thing i had the most delicious vegan tuna and i'm not even lying Wait, i
0: vegan tuna so you yeah, can eat yeah. fish
1: no no that's the thing oh it's fake meat no, no. This is going to sound so weird. So I read the recipe. And I'm like, I was prepared. Look, with most vegan foods, especially those pretending to be something else, you're always disappointed. Yeah, you know? always. Always. So I was pretending like, all right, well, maybe this will sound – I, mean, I, I used my lunch to try out new recipes. Okay? So I was already prepared to be disappointed. Mike. I'm not even joking. It was delicious. It's mashed chickpeas with uh, made, like the way you make tuna, but then you put in this soaked hajiki seaweed. Mike, I'm not gonna lie. It was delicious and tasted like tuna. Okay, seaweed though. Yeah. All right. Hey, look. Don't knock it till you try it. And it, look, this is you're, this is talking. This is coming from a guy who is not Mister. Like I, I don't like vegan food that tries to pretend to be something else.
0: I hate fake meat.
1: It's not fake. It's mashed chickpeas.
0: No, I'm saying, I'm agreeing with you. I also hate fake meat.
1: Um, yeah, so this vegan thing is going well. I've lost some weight. But do we need to talk about how I was going to go visit my parents on Sunday? And my mom goes, your grandma's coming over for lunch, and I made it a lunch that you can have. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah? And She goes, yes, I got chicken. I go, <laughs> I go, mom, I'm vegan. I we, You can't have chicken? I, go, I can't have meat. She goes, "Chicken's meat?" I've
0: gone through this exact same thing with my mother. Oh, really? The exact same thing. I've when I was vegetarian, I went to visit and I would just be retelling your story. She was like, "I made something you can eat." And yeah. um it's chicken. And I was like, "Mom, I don't eat meat."
1: Why do people think chicken is not meat?
0: She's like, "It's not steak."
1: Yeah, I think they I think they think red meat. I think they think vegetarian means you don't eat red meat. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't get it.
1: So, I have some friends, and they have a kid who goes to this kind of like ritzy school. Okay. Whenever, so every Friday, they have this special assembly for the kids. Now, sometimes when there's something going on, my friends will ask me to go to the assembly because they know I'm free in the morning. And it's not even really asking, like, if you want to go, go. And we, I, I go, it's fun. And the reason I went actually was because they go, You got to go to these assemblies. They're really elaborate. Right. And I was like, What? And what happens is, you know, it's a ritzy school here in L.A., so they have entertainment people who are parents there. Like, for instance, at the assembly, every assembly they have, and the the assembly is for the parents and the children. It's in the morning. They have a parent band, and (laughs) the leader of the parent band is the old leader of the Arsenio Hall band. And, Mike, the band is super high quality, like, really good band, like, amazing. Like, you would go see them in concert. That's how good they are. You know, mm-hmm. then you, usually the rest of the assembly is just like, you know, here's a scene from Oliver or something like that. It's usually just like stupid kid stuff. But uh, my friend was part of planning this most recent assembly. So she asked me to go and it was an honor. They're doing the Black History Month every week at the assemblies. So I go. This is the one she helped plan. Mike, I go to this assembly. Um, I was a little bit late when I showed up. There was like a full on Well, the parent band. With some professional jazz players, and they're playing jazz. And then a hip-hop dancer came out, and they did hip-hop dancing. (laughs) Then a full-on gospel choir came out. (laughs) Shut up. No, then the lead singer of The Temptations. What? Yeah, he comes out, and one of the kids interviews him. And it's one of these things where, like, obviously he's the lead singer of The Temptations, so he's not used to talking to children. Mm -hmm. So the kid asks him, like, you know, have you encountered racism or whatnot?
0: And he used the word honky.
1: <laughs> he used the word jive turkey. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, no, he he starts telling us like, oh, well, you know, back in the sixties, blah blah blah. And then he starts going into the details of the Emmett Till murder. Mm. And then we're like, oh, you know, like, so these little children. So then he catches himself before he gets Christmas. So he's like, yeah. So then, anyway, they weren't really happy with him. So uh, then they were like, um, yeah, we want to talk to you. And then he was murdered. I got sunshine. You know, like, like what? Like, he was brutally murdered for being black in the month of May. Da, 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 da. Like It was the craziest thing I've ever heard.
0: Are they always this elaborate? Yes, or?
1: yes. That's crazy. Yes, they're always this elaborate. And that's why I go. People go like, why do you go to these kids? Because they're super elaborate. I love them.
0: And that's why they invited you. They're like, "Oh, Joe loves a good show."
1: Well, yeah, that's part of it. And they also know—I know—I support them in whatever they do and whatnot. So, but then, but but they know—they also know that I love a side of like drama. So, afterwards, my friend she goes, "Hey, uh, uh, can you do me a favor? The hip hop dancer needs a ride home." So, (laughs) I had to like drive this random hip hop dancer home. Okay. The most awkward conversation. What do I have in common <laughs> with a twenty-year-old black man hip-hop dancer? <laughs>
0: yeah, seriously,
1: it was so awkward. What
0: did you guys talk about? Weather and well, something on the I, news. I, well, no.
1: Here's the deal. Of course, what did do you I hear have? about that cruise ship? Oh no, we didn't. I thought. I I thought. You know, I did that thing that I hate when people do to me too. When they find out I'm interested in something, they bring up the most obvious piece of information. So I was like, Oh, so what about this? Uh, so you think you can dance? <laughs> Joe. I, I know. Well, what am I going to bring up? I don't know anything about uh-huh. dancing.
0: It almost would be better just to say nothing and sit there awkwardly, turn on like, I don't know, NPR or something.
1: Oh, I know. I should have just done that. I should have yeah. just
0: done that. So when you were doing that on Friday, I was working from home and mm-hmm. at uh, at my office, everybody was either out of town or working from home themselves, so I would have been in the office all alone, so I decided to just stay home and work, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here working, la di da we had this, like, chat where I was kind of, like, participating in that online, and then all of a sudden, I all my windows are open, I hear on, like, a bullhorn, come out with your hands up, the building is surrounded. What? I'm, yeah, I'm like, what the hell? And I'm, like, looking at my window to just double-check that it's not my, my house, because it sounded that close, like... There could have been police all around my house, and I, am like, maybe mistakenly or something, I was getting a little bit nervous. But I'm what? listening, and this was going on for, like, an hour, just kept repeating. Come out with your hands up, the building's surrounded, blah, 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 over and over. And then there, it was, like, apartment C, everyone in apartment C, please come up and stand near the door. And so I'm just, like, listening to this unfold. They evacuate this random apartment building that's maybe three houses down. From where I'm at, and it's like so loud that I can hear it. So I go. Eventually, I went to Target.
1: Wait, 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 wait! You were like, oh, there's just. Some, well, what am I gonna do?
0: evacuating some. What am I gonna do? <laughs> I'll Go
1: to Target. So, yeah, okay. um,
0: I went to Target, and when I came back, they the police behind me shut down the street. So, like, I just barely got back to my place. I'm kind of still listening, and then uh, my roommates come home, and we all are. Well, my roommate actually had to park outside of the police barrier and walk in. And we kind of all gathered in the, the backyard because we could hear better back there. And they, mm-hmm. there was um some man. He shot somebody a few blocks away and then he ran home. And the police traced him to his apartment, which is right here. And he barricaded mm-hmm. himself in the apartment. And then when we were sitting in the backyard, they were like, there's a cell phone on the front porch and the cell phone number is and they were like giving it over the bullhorn
1: oh is that how they i've always wondered how they did that
0: yeah so they like gave him a phone and told him what number to call and we just were sitting there listening not knowing exactly what was happening helicopters are overhead and on twitter i'm following the newspaper has like pictures of police and like
1: swat teams were here with like do they get like super specific to like okay our facebook profile is (laughs) uh oakland pd okay at oakland pd if you
0: would like to see pictures of the police surrounding the building go to instagram yeah (laughs) no not that specific but
1: okay we sent you a facebook friend request approve it (laughs) if you want to come out hit the like button
0: we but we were listening to everything and they were like police with assault rifles everything like this and we're just kind of sitting in the backyard waiting for it to all finish and then finally there was we heard like breaking glass and loud a loud boom and a sh- like a bright light flashed and then that was pretty much it and the street opened shortly
1: after that. <laughs> all right, it's all clear now. Is that weird? That is very very strange. so
0: close to my place too, so close. And it just all went down on Friday when I was sitting here working.
1: Do you know anybody who knew him?
0: No, I don't. I mean, I don't know my neighbors. I don't know my next-door neighbors. So I don't know people from that
1: or anything look at you fancy uh um, now i know not to visit you your neighborhood is dangerous well do you live in a bad neighborhood well
0: no i don't think that i live in a horrible neighborhood but there's let me put it this way i walk to the bar and i'll walk
1: home at 2 a.m and look, I look if you frightened. have to put it in a way that means it's a bad neighborhood i i feel comfortable
0: walking home at you know midnight from the bar that's no problem i don't know what else happened to you this week
1: Uh, People came over for dinner. You know, Once a week, uh, my friends and I, we get together for dinner. A couple other friends, too. Two couples and I.
0: Third wheel. Always the third wheel. uh,
1: Fifth wheel. I know. I'm the fifth wheel. And um, we started playing this – it was one of those nights where it devolved into us trying to blow out a candle with our nose. Okay. It was one of those. But we did have an interesting conversation that I thought would be interesting to talk to you about, which is – we got on this talk about is there somebody that you knew and you've lost touch with that you would like to reconnect with like so is there someone in your life that you used to be really good friends with like really good friends and now you just don't speak to anymore and you wish you could
0: yeah of course oh who um Amanda remember Amanda
1: oh bitch tit
0: yeah um I've done a what someone call lies about her too oh I know I've heard that one yeah because I listen to your show oh good I listen to your show yeah Amanda would be my Lost touch friend,
1: who was yours? I went to school with this guy who was a uh, you know we were like best friends. I went to school in east l a before I went to Orange county, and then uh when I went to Orange County, you know I just lost touch with him. We were like kids you know how was like I'm not going to keep in touch with them so and there wasn't Facebook and anything like that
0: or computers
1: anyway um so years later, like I'm talking like either senior in high school or freshman in college time in my life, I was at my parents' house, oh, when we were kids we decided that uh, we were the Jackson five. Mm -hmm. And so we'd go around singing like Mm ABC easy as one, two, three. Okay. It's a very singy show today. So when I was like, maybe again, when I was about 18 or so, I was at my parents' house and the phone rings and I answer it and it's this voice. And he goes, ABC easy as one, two, three. And I'm like, what? And he goes, Hey Joe, it's Ralph. We went to grade school together and then you left. And, I've thought about you all these years, and um, he had a twin brother. My twin brother got me your phone number for my birthday, for our birthday, and I wanted to give you a call. And I was just so freaked out that I, like, I wouldn't say I hung up on him, but I was like, oh, that's cool. I got to go. And then, like, hung up. Aww. And I've ever since then, I've regretted so it. Sure. regretted that. I wish I could have reconnected with him or spent more time with him. I just didn't know how to respond at that time. Have you, I'm, this is a stupid question, but you've looked for him
0: on Facebook and you can't find him?
1: Well, he had a really common name. Super, super common. It would be a million people who have that name. Got it.
0: There, I went to, can, we maybe need to work on how we transition stories. Why? (laughs) Because I'm going to start a new story and it just feels weird.
1: Wait, wait, wait. whisper what the story's about. Going to the bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, because you know, if I was able to find um, Ralph. I would just say, let's go get a drink, you know? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Go get a drink at a bar. Yep. That's what I I would do. (laughs) Oh, wait. Okay. How about this? This is a good transition. I would ask Ralph to go to the bar. Hey, Mike, have you ever been to a bar? Yeah. This
0: weekend, I went to a bar. Let me tell you that story. So I have a friend who I know professionally who is very aware that I'm kind of new to this area. So she's been trying to help me be social. Right? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I got a text last week that she is going to be meeting up with some friends at a bar in the Castro and I should go and blah, blah, blah. Details, Mm -hmm. whatever. So I went and the group was very large and it was very hard to like get too social because they were all kind of socializing with themselves.
1: Wait, did you know any of them? I knew her. I
0: knew her. And there were about eight people there.
1: I would have never... Gone to this event. Well, I didn't know there was going to be
0: that many people. But then...
1: You're describing my nightmare.
0: I also didn't know that I wasn't going to be, like, I don't know, introduced. And it wasn't a great event for me to whatever be at. So I ended up leaving. And when I left, I got on the, like, the little trolley car thing. And... Mm -hmm. I sit down and the, Wait, those are real? Yeah, not the like open air like cable cars, but the trolley cars. They have oh, okay. these old trolley cars that go up and down. So I'm just taking it to Market Street to get on the BART train to go home.
1: I love how I, I that's my, I, I don't even believe that trolley cars are real. Like I'm like, <laughs> those are real?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I get on the trolley car and it kind of slowly is filling up with people.
1: There's a bell ring. They're like, ding, ding, mm-hmm, ding, mm-hmm, ding, like mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And it's filling up with people. There's an empty seat next to me they're like bench seating but there's a big open spot next to me and this kind of handsome guy gets on and he's like walking back towards the seat and i'm like yes yes here we go and if we could pause the story for one second this is why i think gay bars are important and why like gay pride is important gay events are important because
1: yeah because we need to really learn how to ride a trolley
0: car (laughs) because i'm sitting in like a very gay area so I feel like what happens next in the story only happened because I'm in a gay area. This in real life, this doesn't happen for gay people. This happens for straight people though, because it's everyone's just assumed straight. But anyway, he's walking back and there's an empty seat, empty seat next to me. And I'm like, Oh, I saved this seat for you. And he like smiles and sits down. And then we end up talking while we're waiting for the trolley to start. And, blah, blah, blah. We just talk a little bit and I'm thinking, I'm going to get off this train and never see the guy again, but whatever. It was just kind of like innocent flirting, right? So we, the trolley finally starts and then he says, hey, there's a bar up here called something. I forget what it's called. He's all, do you want to get off and get a couple drinks?
1: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on for a second. This is, okay, this is already starting very queer as folk. One. <laughs> two, like a queer as folk episode. Sure. But two, um, had you guys been talking the whole time that you, was you guys really hit it off or are you guys quiet and then all of a sudden it's like, let's go get a couple of drinks?
0: No, no, no. We were talking the whole time because part of the story I left out, there was a guy that was on the train that was either an asshole or very drunk. I couldn't tell. Maybe both. But okay. So we were kind of like judging him because he walked around and closed all the windows. And he's like, in America, when it's cold, we shut the windows. And we're like <laughs> – Who's he, ta- right. who's he talking to? That's not American on the train. Like, yeah,
1: and, what, and where, what culture is he talking about that doesn't shut
0: windows? Right, right. <laughs>
1: but so you we, know, those Mexicans never shut their windows. We were
0: just kind of like making fun of him, and then there was a family across from us that was like clearly tourists. Wait, wait, you're, you're,
1: give, you're giving us details that are not important. One, because now I know where this is going.
0: One, how old is he? He is, I learned, thirty three, and I'm
1: thirty two okay. next month. Okay, age appropriate. Two, what nationality is he?
0: I don't know. Maybe Hispanic of some sort? His last... Th- well, I'm going to edit this out. His last name is... B- but it's with a B, not a V. No, no,
1: that can happen. Okay, three, how tall is he? Um, Maybe an inch or two taller than me. Four, is he a top or a bottom?
0: I don't know. We didn't... I didn't ask that.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure we're going to find out eventually. <laughs>
0: well, okay. So we go into this bar. It's a piano bar, by the way. That is... Oh, I God. No, wait. And not only is it a piano bar, but their specialty is martinis. So they have like 400 kinds of martinis and one kind of beer. Like,
1: <laughs> Did you take a... Time, I'm not even joking. I'm not... This is not a fucking joke, What you're going to hear right now. Did you take a time machine of the 70s? Like, this is to me like... If you told me this story, if you told me this story and the birth of the AIDS movement, like, you know, the sex in the 70s, I would think this is the same thing.
0: You're not even joking. You really want to know if I took a time machine. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Did did Dr. Brown find you and tell your kids were the problem in 2016 or something? And did you go back in time to the 70s? And is this your son that you're fucking?
0: So then the band played on. Let me explain. And then
1: <laughs> okay. we oh, you, see why nothing but AIDS references to you now. And the band played on. All right. Go on. Randy Schultz book. Thank you. AIDS book. I know my gay history. Move on. So we we
0: get to the bar. I mean, we actually got off like a block early and we wa- had to walk. And then we get to the bar. We order drinks and we kind of have to sit. it's kind of a loud place. But we start talking and.
1: I'm not going to, I'm speaking for the audience. Just get to the fucking, he, I'm not even joking.
0: He asks where I was and I explained. So I asked where he was and he explained that he was meeting up with his boyfriend and they What? Au- yes. And they argued all night. Wait, 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 wait. Who is it? Who
1: is this person?
0: Who does that, Joe?
1: Wait, so you didn't hook up with him? No. We sat uh. we
0: sat and talked for like two
1: hours and then I got on the what? train and went okay. home. Then now I'm angry about a different reason now. Okay. What a fucking cock tease right god there's nothing i hate more than a. okay there's two okay oh oh, oh okay look one i hate cock teases, but two and i have friends who do this all right because look i'm an entertaining person we all know this america voted okay <laughs> and i was voted most entertaining person ever okay one two we all know that i'm entertaining so i have friends who will call me And they're just calling me because they want – they can't – God forbid they're not entertained for two minutes from the parking structure to where they're going. And so they'll call me and they go, hey, Joe, what's going on? And then I'm entertaining for two minutes and then they're like, I got to go. Bye. I hate those people even though they're my friends. Yeah. I hope they go to hell after they die. One (laughs) – Two, that's what this guy did to you. And it has to be a, some offensive term for it, where they fucking use you to entertain them. So he's going to this bar. He doesn't want to sit alone. And so he asks you to go and entertain him, and he fucked you over. Sure. He,
0: let me add a couple details. Though. I, let me add a couple details. I think this story could have ended a little bit different. It could have been a little more Philadelphia or something where I did get AIDS if I had pursued it. But once the... Story of the boyfriend and the arguing and all of this came out. I was kind of like not interested. Like I'm getting. Do you played. Think he
1: was hinting at a threesome? No,
0: I think he was wanting a one nighter. Because he was like,
1: Oh wait, oh he, oh oh wait, 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 wait. Okay, this story is taking many twists and turns. He was
0: kind of like, Well, yeah, I don't. I said something like, How do you? How long have you been with the boyfriend? With your boyfriend? He was like, Well, I don't know if we are anymore after tonight. Like, kind of trying to make me feel like they had argued so strongly that...
1: Okay, no, 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 Now I'm changing, now I'm shifting gears again. Wait, this guy, so you think this guy wanted a one-night stand with you?
0: Well, he offered, yeah. (gasps) (laughs) Oh! He offered? He offered? This happened? Yeah.
1: But I'm not... What the hell is the matter with you? Why aren't you doing this? This is... I do not get this. I do not get this at all oh, nobody <laughs> Do you understand something? nobody ever offers me one night stands if i get laid it is through the hard work that it typifies this country that's the only way i get laid it's through my it's like using every muscle of my personality right is used to get laid okay
0: i use no muscle you're saying
1: I worked it hard. Yes, the
0: seat is saved for you. Why don't you come sit next to me? And then I like, no, 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 no. no, my no. This is what to... you,
1: this is what you people do. This is what you people do. The cute people think that they worked hard to get it. You don't know fucking working hard. You do not understand it. And ugly people who are listening to this show, they know what I'm talking about. We're starting a movement. Do you hear the ugly people sing? Okay. That's the name <laughs> of the musical. Okay. The theme song for the movement. It is, yeah. Yes, it is. That is what... You're, you're asking someone if that seed is... Do you know how much fucking... It's like I'm writing a goddamn novel to be charming on Grinder. Like, it is like I am... Like, you don't understand something. It is deep, deep game that I use just so a guy will jack off in front of me. Do you understand that? And you're like... Oh, this seat. I saved the seat for you. Oh, sure. It, ah.
0: You're a jerk because you're kind of downplaying the amount of work it took for me to get asked to go to that bar.
1: No, it didn't take work. Here's what it is. You're thin. You're white. You're young. You're single. God, gay guys are just throwing their 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 ass at you.
0: <sighs> That's not true. This is getting and me. And you turned it down. You turned it down. Well, because how gross that he's arguing with the boyfriend and then he just wants me to go to his
1: place. What do you- Sucked. Who cares? Why does that concern you, what they're doing? <laughs> Why does that concern you? Don't what concern is that of yours? Well,
0: don't make me have regrets now.
1: <laughs> you should have regrets.
0: So that was that. I don't know. What do you got going on in uh, the news, Joe?
1: <laughs> okay, well, if you don't want to talk about this anymore,
0: well, I told the story, and I think I got, I
1: think I pretty much understand your opinion too well in related tragedies what about this chris dorner we just talked about this last week and then i think we i think i willed what happened to happen
0: in a way it kind of relates to the barricaded man in my neighborhood because they both ended with like a flash bomb too
1: you're the barricaded man you barricade yourself with your insecurities and your fears
0: who says i'm insecure or
1: afraid of anything the guy basically threw his cell phone at you and said here's my number Okay. And then you threw a flash bomb and ran away. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to tie it in with I was trying to tie it in with that story. It didn't work really well.
0: Yeah, I've heard better from you, but okay.
1: so Chris oh. Dorner's dead. I know. You know, I was out to lunch with friends and someone told us when we came back, um, hey, uh we went back to the office. They were like, Hey, uh they have Dorner holed up at in the cabin. Do you and they're like, Oh, should we watch it on the TV? And I'm like, nah, I'm getting out of here and they were like, um Oh, don't you want to watch it, see what happens? Like, no, I prefer to watch someone get murdered in the comfort of my own home, which is exactly uh, what happened. I will tell you this, though. Well,
0: it was self-inflicted gunshot wound, though, they're saying, right?
1: Yeah, I think it really was. I mean, I, I actually do believe that part. But I, really,
0: I, I, I mean, this could have been yesterday. I mean, it could have been five days before. It could have been, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, think they he would But they lit that he, place
1: on fire. No, totally. And they were knocking. It, and they were knocking it down wall by wall. And you were like, oh, he
0: was probably not going to be taken alive. Like he no, in any situation. No, Don't but he think? had said
1: so much. Yeah, he had said so much. I right. Mean, he had said he knew. Remember? Because then he was like bemoaning the fact he wouldn't know how like Breaking Bad would end or something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did you read this manifesto? No. But every time he, you you talk about it, I
0: refuse to believe it was so stupid. <laughs>
1: it was pretty stupid. There was some I think it was breaking bad. It was some show He was like, Ugh, I'm sad I'm not gonna get to see how it ends and you're like, What? <laughs> so I mentor this kid. Yeah. And uh I was with him the day or two after that uh the it happened. He moves in this circle where they, they all believe in conspiracy theories. Uh, you know? Yeah. And I already started hearing the conspiracy theories about Chris Dorner. They already started coming out, the Chris Dorner conspiracy theories.
0: What's the, like, major conspiracy theory Well, some of
1: them them think that he didn't even kill those two people, that that was all set up by the LAPD to frame him because they wanted him dead or, you know, whatever, because he goes in to expose their lies. Oh, I see. You know that I'm not a believer in conspiracy theories, right? We're right, because and here's my here's here's any time this kid always comes with me with his conspiracy theories. here's my inherent argument against any conspiracy theory. one, I do genuinely believe in the inherent goodness of people, okay that they really want the best for the most part for humanity, but two, never underestimate the stupidity the power of the stupidity of people in groups. Do you fuck it look the you okay. Let's I'm a, Okay, let's take the 9-11 conspiracy for a second, right? People say the conspiracy. Do you think that there was this large spread conspiracy to trick the world with 9-11? It, you had the, the Navy's most elite team, SEAL Team 6, go in and kill bin Laden. And they couldn't even keep their fucking mouth shut. Right. Right? You think a vast conspiracy like 9-11... That, that probably gonna, took
0: a hundred people to orchestrate at the very it would minimum. Take
1: thousands, yeah, it took thousands. Sure. They, they, the the government can't even run the DMV. <laughs> they're gonna run a nine eleven conspiracy. <laughs> the DMV
0: my, in Arizona is called the MVD, by the way. So if you're listening in Arizona, what he's talking about
1: is the MVD. Even with that, Arizona gets everything backwards. True. Okay, so. So that's so this Chris Dorner conspiracy, like oh yes, there's this vast LAPD conspiracy with Chris Dorner. Look, Chris Dorner is a lunatic who murdered people. And I do believe the LAPD is corrupt. Don't get me wrong. I believe it's corrupt. And I think they were gonna kill him. But I don't think it's this vast conspiracy, like they made it so that he would, you know, this whole framing that would come out in two seconds. People can't keep their mouths shut anymore. Sure. I could see conspiracies maybe 150 years ago. You know, when there wasn't this media like there is now. But with Facebook and Twitter now, But I,
0: I can also see a conspiracy if it's like one person working to do something evil against, you know, somebody or some people. But not hundreds of people all working uh, in cahoots.
1: I won't even – I would – okay, I might go with you on that. But I'll even be doubtful of that because then uh, – Joe's rule number three, never underestimate the laziness of people. Like, I have been so angry with people that I'm like, I'm going to show this to them. Vengeance will be mine. And then an hour later, like, I'm sleepy. And then I was going to, I mean, like, I'm like, Ugh, you know, like, like last night, for instance, last night, I'm like, it's a Sunday night. No one has to work tomorrow. I'm going to go out tonight. Right. Mm-hmm. I was with my friends. We were having dinner, our vegan dinner. I'm like, we're going to go out tonight. I'm going to go paint the town red by myself if I have to. Yeah. Cut to me in bed by 8 30. <laughs> I was asleep by 8 30. Lazy. I watched this Argo today, by the way. I watched Argo this morning. Um,
0: what do you think about the Oscars? That's next week.
1: Do you think Did you just ignore that I watched Argo? No, it's
0: up for best picture, that's why I asked. Did Ar- you see Argo? Yeah. I liked it a
1: lot. Let me tell you something about this Ben Affleck. I have never seen anybody who loves himself more. I wish I loved myself as much as this Ben Affleck.
0: Did you know, do you, are you familiar with the conspiracy or not the drama surrounding Argo that he cast himself in that role and the guy's a Latino?
1: Yeah, I do know about that, which is so funny because uh, you saw Argo, cry. I think you said you did, right? Mm-hmm. I love at the end, at the end, the credits, right? And they're rolling the credits. And like literally it's remarkable how much every person in real life looks like the acting counterpart. Sure. Right? And then you get to this CIA guy. He looks like me. CAA <laughs> hey, guy looks like me not like Ben Affleck sure right and you're like really the movie might have been better it's not a bad movie but it would have been like transcendent had he cast like a Paul Giamatti imagine Paul Giamatti in that movie as him yeah
0: Ugh, that would have been so good so such a good movie are you saying not the
1: winner of best picture it might win here's the deal this is what I felt about I actually talked about it this morning it's it, the movie it's not a bad movie but it's a very by the numbers kind of movie Sure. You know? I get and that. And as I was saying this morning, like, and I'm not saying this as a positive about myself. I'm saying this as almost like a neutral or negative about myself. When I watch a movie that I think could conceivably be the best picture, I want to, I want to feel like I could not have written that movie. Like that movie transcended something that I couldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And the entire time with Argo, for the most part, I felt I could have written that movie. And I think that's a negative about it. I, if I, I think if I think I could have written it, then I don't think it should be best picture. So, are you familiar
0: with the nominees? Do you
1: know who you? Yes, think I've will seen win? most of them. I'm going to see all of them by the end of the week. Um, I my money's on Lincoln. I don't. I think it's going to be well. I think it's going to be Lincoln, even though Argo has a chance.
0: I'm pretty. I I would bet on Lincoln, but I don't. I haven't seen a lot of the others. I just feel like it has all of the elements a movie
1: needs to get the votes. Let me tell you this more. Yeah. So goddamn depressing. It's
0: don't it watch that movie.
1: Don't watch it. It's just like you leave it and you want to like slit your wrist. So
0: well, that's a a great review.
1: And there's um, Zero Dark Thirty. Ugh.
0: See, I haven't seen it. I've only seen Lincoln. I've seen Les Mis, Let Me Tell You. Don't waste your time. Argo. Don't
1: waste your time with this Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, here's Joe's movie reviews right now. Well, I still we should probably recap later because there's three movies I still have to see. But okay, the Zero Dark Thirty. It's an hour and a, it's two hours of boring and a half hour of interesting, and that's the Bin Laden raid. Next, Le Miserables. Listen to this. Get people who can sing. One and two. What studio spends hundred and fifty million dollars on these beautiful sets and then doesn't show them? They're like in close up the entire time. They might as well just filmed it in my in my house.
0: Sure. I love Les Mis though. I went in. I went on a Sunday morning in my soft pants, and I yeah, was ready so to gay. cry. I was just ready to so cry. Gay. I went alone. I sat near the the aisle God. so I could go to the bathroom halfway through. This
1: is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I went
0: at the exact. <laughs> I went at the exact moment that the intermission was in the stage show. No, I'm just kidding. You're the
1: miserable one.
0: <laughs> but I. I mean, I really did like it. But I went in wanting to like it, so. I liked it. I I didn't I didn't go f- to see them sing a great.
1: Oh really? You didn't go to a musical film? to see people sing? Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't no, go I to Cirque Soleil to see the good gymnastics.
0: Yeah, but it's like a version of something that's already like the good singing one has already been done. This was the good acting one.
1: Yeah, Javert? Russell Crowe was a good Javert. This is boring. Okay, what, <laughs> so uh, what's going on in San Francisco?
0: Well. This isn't is this isn't exactly San Francisco where it's actually it would affect the whole country but um, Diane Feinstein heard of her What about her? Yeah, I know her she in 2005 she was kind of responsible for making allergy drugs that have pseudofetine or whatever in it making yeah. them so you have to show your your driver's license or whatever. Mm hmm. So now she have you heard of this already? She is at it again. She wants the she wants to basically create a bill that would make it even more difficult to get certain drugs. A law like this one is already in place in Oregon and in Mississippi. And now she wants it to be nationwide, where if you want a certain sort of drug that has metafetamine in it, that you would have to have a doctor prescription. So it's basically making it more difficult to get some cold and allergy medicines. So we want to stop crime, but we don't want to force busy families to have to take time off work to see a doctor is a quote that's in the story that I'm reading. Wait, say that again. We want to stop crime, but we don't want to force busy families to have to take off work to see a doctor. So it's kind of weird. Like if you just need cold medicine, you have to go into the doctor, which if you don't have a doctor, what do you do?
1: Well, it's not. It's a bigger problem than that. I mean, the doctors. The one thing they don't want is more people with fucking colds going into the goddamn medical office, taking up all their goddamn time because a uh, a little Juanito has a cold, cold. Sure,
0: and well, and if you're not insured, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna go to the ER to get a prescription for you know whatever
1: Sudafed or whatever? I oh, don't by know. By the time this bill takes effect, people will be insured, though. Oh, thanks a lot, Obamacare.
0: Thanks, Obama. But because a prescription requirement won't hamper Mexican cartels, why stick it to law-abiding Americans? This lady doesn't really like the the idea of the, the law.
1: Anything that prevents—I just want to go in and buy some goddamn Sudafed and some uh, z quill and get out of there.
0: What um, What's going on in L.A.? Anything worth talking about?
1: This Jerry Buss died.
0: Oh, I saw that. I don't know who he is. Something to he do with the Lakers. Lakers. Oh, he owns He owns them? the Lakers, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, who owns them now? He, like... His family. Will?
1: He he had a, he had already, like, willed it over to his family and whatnot. Like, they were they were basically running the show. Oh. So, that happened today. Um, well, Chris Dorner, to me, was my L.A. story. I know it was kind of a national story, but it was my L.A. story. Sure. But what about this... I think this... Uh, what about this... Did you see the video of those meteors? In yeah. Russia? Crazy. I just love that all these Russians have these dash cams. <laughs> well, it's scary. Cars.
0: It's scary because... Shit's just falling from space. There's space above me. That's why it's scary to me.
1: Ugh, I know. My luck, the meteor would fall right on me. Uncle Joe died. A meteor hit him. I'm pissed off now. Why? I'm p- because you turned down free sex. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So what do you have going on this week, Mike?
0: Um. Well, I go to Vegas next, this coming weekend. So I am getting ready for that. I'm going to speak at an event And I just learned I'm doing two back-to-back sessions, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't have anything prepared yet (laughs) exactly. So, well, it's like something I've done before, like I've given this speech before, but never to this exact crowd. So I'm just going to kind of have to edit stuff around and design a fancy presentation. And that's pretty much it.
1: I have two things going on. What do you got? One, coming up this Sunday, oh, I'm going to the Magic Castle on Friday, but then Sunday, I had that, remember that 24-hour musical where I got the date wrong? Oh, yeah. It's this Sunday. <laughs> and then two, get this, I found a way to promote the show. Big time, maybe national promotion for the show. Okay, what? Westboro Baptist Church is going to go protest over here. For What are by, they protesting? By, who knows? They're going to be, by, well, I think they're in town for the Oscars, but they're, while they're here, they're going to uh, go to several places in the neighborhood and protest who knows what, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I'm going to go stand next to them with a sign promoting our show. Oh, good. Catching Up Podcast on iTunes.
0: Yeah, or cupodcast.com at the bottom of the sign. Oh, yeah. And why don't you at least take a couple of pictures next to them, and then we can put them on Facebook. No. Wait, no what? I'll have someone. I don't want to be in pictures. Oh. (laughs) So you're going to go hold up a sign next to people that get their photographs taken.
1: So I'll have someone else, thank you for, I'm glad I ran this by you, because now I'm going to think, now I'm thinking this out, I'll have someone else stand there with the sign. Okay.
0: So take pictures of whoever that is, and we'll put them on Facebook.
1: All right. I like that sound. I like the sound of that. Okay. Have we covered everything today, Mike?
0: Yeah, we'll stop recording, and then we'll think of 10 other things, but yeah.
1: I know that, oh, you know what, that's, I'm being honest, that really does happen.
0: That's why Oprah probably had the after show show
1: can we stop talking and then like we're going, like okay well now that the microphones are off we have this fascinating like conversation about like it's like super it flows really well and it's like oh yeah this happened and that happened and blah blah blah. all right well i'm looking forward to our time next week mike yeah me too i thought i i feel like i always end the show in a mean way like i feel like i'm always like bye so like, it was nice talking to you this week mike
0: all right i'm gonna go not have sex with that stranger
1: uh that's so obnoxious <laughs> now i'm angry again fuck you bye Joe. have a horrible week Goodbye. <laughs> bye
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Head over to CuPodcast.com to find links to our Facebook and Twitter pages. And while you're there, grab our email address and send us a hey. Come back next week to hear Joe and Mike catching up.
1: Ain't nobody got time for that.